is up, everyone? Welcome to There Can Only Be One, the podcast that puts together the all-star best of list from your favorite artists. And today we are talking about a really, really cool band out of Sweden, the mighty Amaranth. And here to join me on this journey is my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Excited to talk about this band. I am so excited. And I have to admit that this band is on my concert bucket list. Uh, going back a little bit. So obviously when the pandemic hit, there were a bunch of concerts that were you know, coming through. And as I'm sure everyone can relate, there were concert tickets where they're like, I have this concert ticket. Yeah, pandemic hit. Uh, no, I don't have these concert tickets. This was one of those bands. This is the time when Amaranth was actually coming over to Canada for a tour. I was super stoked. I really hope, I really hope, if you're listening to Amaranth, please make your way back to Canada. That would be awesome um but for you carrie when, when i mentioned let's hey let's do amaranth uh what was your thought process going into this i'm not gonna lie i wasn't super familiar with amaranth's um discography i, I might have recognized maybe one or two songs what, what, whatever's in the car when i'm in right pretty much pretty <laughs> much um and you know what? I was pleasantly surprised and I found um, some real hidden gems, I think. So and that's, excited to talk about them. That's going to be the fun part of this podcast, too, is that in some cases when we pick artists, it's going to be for some people uh, like a first listen for some. So you're going to get a very raw response to some of these songs. So this is really, really cool. Now, if you're not familiar with Amaranth, they were formed in 2008 in Sweden and they're notable for using three different lead singers, uh, a harsh male vocalist, a clean male vocalist and a clean female vocalist and one of those has been on all six of their studio albums we'll let you figure out which one as we get through this here and i'm going to apologize in advance i did mention they're from sweden so if i mess up any of the names i do apologize in advance i'm a canadian idiot in a basement with a microphone but we're going to start in 2011 with their debut self-titled album released on april 13th of that year the band at this point is elise rid jake e Andy Solvestrom on harsh vocals, Olaf Mork on guitar, Johan Andresen on bass, and Morten Lowe Sorensen on drums. Again, remember, Canadian, basement, idiot, me, okay? So if I messed it up, I'm so sorry. This album peaked at number 35 in Sweden and number 16 in Finland. There were four singles off this album, including Hunger, Rain, Amaranthine, and One Million Light Years. And by the way... We had some chimes on this one, most notably from our good friend Brian Colburn over at My Weekly Mixtape. Uh, he chose Hunger off of this album. So, Carrie, I'm going to say, put this to you. Off of Amaranth's self-titled album, which song do you have? I wrote down Leave Everything Behind. I think it's the perfect lead song. It's the perfect start to this album. Um, it's catchy. It's just, it's kind of boppy in a way maybe boppy's not the word but definitely catchy and I found myself um after listening through the album from front to back kind of coming back to it because mm -hmm. I, I it was like an earworm I couldn't I couldn't get over. I'm not surprised to leave everything behind actually made your list. This was actually one of the songs that was on their demo EP that came out before this album came out. Now the demo EP just basically had, you know, original recordings of songs that made this album, which is why we're not actually touching that EP because they're all on the debut album. Great song. Fully agree with you. Not my choice. <laughs> I agree. 
but I disagree. <laughs> I, I agree with you choosing that, but I did not choose that. Uh, I went with One Million Light Years. A, I love this song. It's it's so good. It's so hype. B, little insight into my uh, thought processes here. So on my liked songs on Spotify, I sort that playlist alphabetically. This is one of the first songs that gets played. So if I ever go to my liked songs and just say, oh, I'm going to start from the start. Guess what song I'm hearing? One Million Light Years. It is ingrained into my brain, but it is a really catchy song. Like, I love how they actually bring almost like a dance bop metal version to, to you know, to the CDs. It's, it's really, really cool. I'm actually surprised it's not a thousand points of hate or <laughs> no, anything from that's, 10 years. That's, what I said, that's Anthrax thousand points of hate uh yeah exactly no i know but when you list your <laughs> songs by by you know alphanumeric order yeah it, it gets a little tricky right so you got like thousand points of hates is up there I, I didn't say it was the first song right now i do think that the comma in one million light years does play into the uh where it gets played in the list <laughs> you know i think Ten Thousand horses from candle box is up around there right uh six o'clock from dream theater is up there because again because of the uh the the, the colon in the uh in the title of the song so uh, but we're here to talk about amaranth <laughs> ex- <so>. exactly <laughs> we're not here to dissect the alphabetization of my liked songs playlist on spotify of the five thousand and fifty six <laughs> songs later wow you are really undercutting my playlist <laughs> Although, for the record, now Amareth knows why that song probably gets played quite a bit. Okay. Uh, But now we move on to 2013. The album is called The Nexus, released on March 19th of that year. It hit number six in Sweden and number four in Finland. There were three singles off of this album. The Nexus actually hit the charts in Finland. The song, not, not just the album, but the song. It was number 28 on the Finnish download charts and number 86 on the radio charts. Brian from my weekly mixtape chose "Burn with Me," um, and I'm not I'm not going to actually go to you because I'm going to sit here and say, "Yeah, I agree with Brian." "Burn with Me" is such a really, really good track. Absolutely love it. I mean, the video is really good too, and this is one of those songs that actually doesn't have the harsh vocals in it. This is Jakey and Elise Reed um, just playing off of each other vocally. Those two. They, they harmonize very well together, and this song has a lot of power to it. But what song did you go with? Okay, not that I'm deflecting, but I am buying time here. <laughs> I, I, I wish to know the third single, please. The third single was actually Invincible. So it, it went the Nexus, Burn With Me, and Invincible. So I, I'm just curious now, is it one of those three songs? Okay, I I thank you for clarifying the top three. Um, <laughs> I found... Okay, here's my disclaimer. I found that the album itself was very 80s cartoonish, almost like it sounded like a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> the entire... A Pepsi commercial? Like like specifically? The, well, I, I don't know where I got, like, I was inspired to write Pepsi commercials. So, <laughs> Pepsi um, bad. <laughs> it, it was, you know what, of at this point in... At this stage in the game in, in 2013, I've now listened to two albums um, from front to back, and I just found, I wrote down three songs off of this album. Okay. And I had Invincible written, I had Burn With Me written, 
And I also wrote down Stardust. Ooh, that's a good song too. So that one stood out to me. Um, The way I usually rank them is third would be number one pick. Okay. So interesting that the one that I picked as number one would be Stardust, and yet it wasn't one of the release singles. So it's kind of more of, I guess, the B-side or... um, I mean... (laughs) I'll, I'll be the first to say that the the best song on the album isn't always the single. I could I could the list would go on and on and on and on and on about songs that were the best songs on the entire album and never saw the light of radio. Well, I mean, that's why you created this show, is it not? Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is, you know, a lot of us approach these songs differently. You know, for you, it might just be the bop. For you, it might be a lyric. For me, it might be a chord change or or just a, a, a harmony in the vocals. So everyone approaches the music differently. Um, clearly, you approach it with a Pepsi flavor, and I approach it with a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, give me any Pepsi challenge, and I pick Coke. So, yeah. And for the record, um, that being the case, if RC Cola ever wants to come back to Canada, please, please. Tell you what, Amaranth, here's what you got to do, okay? Go to the States, do a tour down there, pick up a case of RC Cola, then come to Canada and bring the RC Cola case to Toronto. Like that... Right there, Amaranth and RC Cola. That's all I need in life. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the perfect date. Right. We now move on to their third album, Massive Addictive. It was released October 14th, 2014, and we have a member change in the lineup at this point. Andy Solvestrom is out on harsh vocals, and in comes Henrik GG6 England. The album hit number 18 in Sweden, number 6 in Finland, and number 105 in the U.S. There were five singles off of this one drop dead cynical being the only one that hit the u.s mainstream rock charts at number 27 and the finnish radio charts at number 52 uh that's also the song that brian chose drop dead cynical but now i'm going to turn to you what song did you go with i agree with brian and the reason being i don't know jay if you remember the band sumo psycho i do so i found that this song had such a sumo psycho vibe Mm -hmm. that it was like i found myself again giving this song a re-listen several times over yeah i i find and i kind of agree with you that the first two albums had very similar flavors throughout both albums and massive addictive is where it felt like they were starting to diversify the sound a little bit uh and drop dead cynical is a killer song but i disagree with you and brian (gasps) yep sorry brian sorry carrie uh i went with true uh this is if ever i'm looking for a motivational song this is the song all right just just the first two lines of the chorus alone uh this is the time for chasing my desires what's in my heart is true like this song is so positive this song is so up and it's surprising like they're known for having three vocalists and two of the three songs I picked so far don't have the harsh vocals. And this is nothing against uh, either Andy Silverstrom or GG6. It's just that those two songs are so good. I can see that. And it's funny you say that because in giving it a listen, those were the songs that I automatically discounted. 
Really? Yeah, because I was all about that balance of the power of the guttural vocals mm-hmm. versus the melodic, beautiful, just absolutely beautiful voice of the female singer. Of Elise Reed, yeah. Um, uh, now, that being said, too, you can also hear like a tonal change between Andy Solvestrom and GG6. And I'm not trying to play one against the other. And we, we've had episodes already where we talk about how different vocalists bring different different aspects to the songs. I mean, just go listen to our first episode talking about Anthrax. You know, Joey Belladonna's songs and John Bush songs, even though it's the same band, have different aspects of it to it brought by the singer. GG6 brings quite a bit to the band, as did Andy Solvestrom as well. Um, and you can like both. It's okay. And we're going to get to that point too when we get to another member change a little bit later on. Uh, but this album was, t- it was tough. To pick from this one because yeah drop dead cynical is a good song but yeah, i'll play true any any day of the week it's a good song we now move on to their fourth album released on october 21st 2016 it's maximalism hit number four in the swedish charts number three in finland number 91 in canada and number 169 in the u.s there were four singles off of this one the only charting single however was boomerang that hit number five on finnish radio charts brian chose endlessly off this one and elise rid universe picked supersonic so carrie maximalism what do you have this one was tough I had three songs written down. The first one, most notably, was Fury. And I really liked that Slipknot vibe. Um, I think, again, that's that's a testament to the new vocalist. Mm -hmm. Well, the new vocalist at this point. It's two albums in. Um, And I think he really brought a lot of power. Like, he just, his voice is so good. Mm -hmm. It's just so... um, I almost want to use the word dominating, but not that it overpowers the song. It's just like a force. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just, again, it, it's very similar to all the things I love about Corey Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think Corey Taylor has the best voice he can pull off um, singing lyrically or singing gutturally. And, and, I just and you also that. like I Prevail too. So I can see why someone like GG6 would actually make songs, you know, you know, more for you. Right. It brings a power. Mm-hmm. Um, and no disrespect to the previous singer, but I mean, I really thought it was a good, a good pick, but that is not my pick. <laughs> I also wrote down that song. I wondered if this was going to be on your list. Right. And you know what? It would have 100% have been my choice. I really love that song. I love that song, that song, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't in the end and at the very end, endlessly yeah, won me over like I'm talking like I had to go back and listen to it again and then <laughs> wipe away the tears <laughs> and because it's just so lovely, like it is and it just shows song. just how good Elise Reed is as a singer. Like, honestly, one of one of the best singers out there. Again, personal opinion. Like, she's phenomenal as, as far as the vocalist goes. But I didn't go with endlessly. I too, though, had to put down a couple of different songs on this one here. Uh, the one song I wrote down, but it didn't make the final cut, was "Breakdown and Cry." And I, I realize this is more of a Jake E song. 
but it has like a really really good groove and i love the 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 chord changes in the chorus but 21 was the song i went with on this and no not because it's at the top of my spotify playlist again clearly i like the number songs but the this is another one too where gg6 not only shows his power but it also shows the fun and the character that he brought to this song right there's the whole pain the part where he's you know as i drop the mic stop and then the song picks up again like he brought more fun to the songs and it just brought them to another level again not just the power but character as well so 21 for me was the standout on this one we now move on to October 19th, 2018 and the release of Helix. And here's where we get our final member change, at least as far as albums have been released, because GG6, of course, after the last album uh, has left the band. So they are now currently without a, uh, a, a, a harsh vocalist. But on Helix, Jake E was out as the clean male vocalist and Niels Mullen was uh, from Dynasty is now on clean male vocals. This album peaked at number 19 in Sweden and number 4 in Finland. There are six singles off of this one. Inferno hit the Finnish radio charts at number 75. That's also the song that Brian chose. And Elise Rid Universe picked the score. So with Helix and with a brand new clean male vocalist, what song do you have? I wrote down GG6. It is a song. It is a song. They yes. named a song after the... Yes. Okay, so let me get this straight. Because this is literally, <laughs> I am today old learning this. So GG6 was a member yep. on the previous album. Yes. And he left the band. No. No, GG6 has left after the Manifest album. Oh, yes. okay. So he left the band now, but he is on this album. Yes. So he wrote a song named after... Yeah, himself. Okay. Hey, if Iron Maiden can have a song called Iron Maiden, if Anthrax can have a song called Anthrax, like GG6 can have a GG6 song. I want a Carrie song. (laughs) Well, I mean, Europe did write Carrie. They spelled it wrong, but they write. (laughs) But that that song is fun. It is fun. It is so much fun. Um, Not the song I went with. Not the song I went with. What'd you go with? I went with Countdown. Oh, that was a good one. That was a bop. That was a straight bop. Like, A, they're having fun, right? B, Nils brings so much. Like, it's a, I mean, with between the two harsh male vocalists, um, you could see very similarities, right? There is a definite difference between Jake E and Nils Mullerin. Like, it is, you know, very very different dynamics and in both cases they both work with Elise very well but I think personally Helix was when it really started to take off like a lot of good like the the two of them pair very well together uh and Countdown showcases literally everyone we now come to the final Amaranth album that was released october 2nd 2020 the album is called manifest it hit number 23 in sweden and number four in finland there are five singles off of this one strong hit number 27 on the finnish radio charts now 
this is where the guest musicians start to come in because this is where Amaranth is really starting to peak in popularity as well. I'm just going to go through just some of the list of the guest musicians on this album. Uh, you had Nora Luhimo from Battle Beast on Strong. Uh, you had, and again, I'm going to apologize. I'm probably going to mess up some of these names. Remember, Canadian idiot, microphone I am. Uh, Pertu Kivalaxo from Apocalyptica doing cello on Crystalline. Uh, Elias Holman from Dragonland doing piano on Crystalline. Heidi Shepard from The Butcher Babies did spoken word vocals on Boom. Jeff Loomis from Arch Enemy uh, was the guitar solo on Do or Die. And Angela Gossow, uh, ex-Arch Enemy and manager of Amaranth, uh, harsh vocals on Do or Die. So with Manifest, their final album so far, what have you got? I'm actually really less surprised about my selection after hearing the list of guest artists. Okay. So with that said, can you guess which song? If I'm considering that you went with GG6 on the previous album, I'm thinking you're going with Boom. <laughs> you know me so well. Oh my God. Boom. You're Everything right. Everything starts with a boom. <laughs> and again, it. I apologize. I will never do that again. Um, it's a great song. Again, t- you see the fun that GG6 does bring to the band. Um, I will say that that's going to be a presence that's missed, I think, going forward. Um, he is just stepping away from touring and, you know, basically trying to focus on himself, which I'm sure a lot of musicians are doing coming out of the pandemic. I would have loved to have seen them. Right. When he, yeah. Yeah. But oh. I mean, I'm still looking for, like, when they come to Canada, we're going for sure. Uh, but I didn't go with Boom. I actually went with Crystalline. That was a good one. It was a very good one. It was one. lovely. Um, I mean, as, aside from Nils and Elise, um, you know, the way their vocals play off against each other, it's it's the little bit before, you know, at the beginning of the chorus, the, I can see you, like right off the bat. It's almost Tori Amos-esque at times. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big Tori Amos fan. So this is one of those songs that really, really hit. And there's a lot of power to it, too. Like, especially, I mean, the fact that you've got someone from Apocalyptica on cello for this. Like, it, yeah, there's a lot to this song. It was catchy, too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it stuck with me. It was one of those ones that I circled back to. But inevitably, yeah. Yeah. Went with the boom. And there are two versions of Crystalline. There's the full band version, and there's a much more muted, um, basically sparse orchestral version. Um, both are really strong and really powerful. Like, it, it's phenomenal. Carrie, thank you so much. I know this is a short episode. We only had six albums to go down here, but we've come to the end. And that could only mean one thing. Of the six songs that you have picked, if there can only be one, which one is it? I'm going to go with Endlessly. Okay. It is such a lovely, incredibly lovely song. Like, it, it was just absolutely beautiful. And hearing the um, importance to the band member, um, I'm not sure who, um, which of the Yeah, it's, it's, it's Olaf Mork's, uh, the guitarist. It was his wedding that this song basically became the music video for. Like this very gothic castle-esque wedding. Like, go, basically, go watch the music video if you want to have a little tear. But I will say this. If you are in the process of planning your own wedding, 
do not watch this video because next thing you know, you'll be sitting there looking at castle rentals and... <gasps> Can we like renew our vows and rent a castle? I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> How about we... Okay, I'll settle for Hogwarts. Okay, so I got to rent Hogwarts, get, get a lease rent to, to sing, and yeah, no, no, I, I exactly how much, we, we make no money on this podcast, how are we supposed to pay for that? Okay, check one, we need to get monetized. Yep. Check two, <laughs> we need to rent out Hogwarts. Yeah, any castle will do so long as it looks good, but yes. Um, but Carrie, thank you so much. But before we go, now I had to pick mine. Yes. My only one song, and I'm going to go with True. Again, this is one of those, if you're ever looking for something to inspire you, to motivate you, basically like get up and do something music, highly recommend this song. It's so good. So good. And by the way, all of Amaranth's albums are available on Spotify or whatever your music streaming service is. And if you want to have a listen to our songs, our picks, our playlists, and let us know how we did, if you agree with us, what songs you would have picked, go to our website, notthatbadcast.com. If you go to the There Can Only Be One page, you'll find both of our playlists there for you to listen to so you can experience these songs. But by all means, and no matter who you love, Go support the band, listen to the music, buy the albums, go see the shows. Until next time, this is There Can Only Be One of You. If there's an artist that you want us to cover, hit us up on Twitter at OnlyOneCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. Until next time, she's Carrie. I'm Jay. You're awesome. This is There Can Only Be One. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.